Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Benchtown TV. I am Paul, and with me are Luke and Jimmy. Today, we are here to talk about episode eight of WandaVision, titled Previously On. A lot of stuff happened. Maybe went somewhere I didn't think it was going to go. Only got one episode left. Like we were just saying, I swear to God, if it's a 37-minute episode, I'm going to I'm gonna march up to Disney Studios and, you know, just... What are you going to do? Pee on their building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this was a great one. I liked this one better than the last one, and I just watched it through for the second time probably a couple hours ago, and I just found myself really enjoying it. I just think anytime Agatha's on the screen, she's awesome. She's a steal- scene stealer, and... She was just great. She gets the cold opening. She gets a lot of FaceTime with Wanda where she's just directing the plot. She's filling in a lot of the gaps of Wanda's past and kind of retconning a little bit of Mm -hmm. of Age of Ultron, but in a way that didn't really do anything negative for me. No plot holes or anything like that. But I do want to say again that this episode felt a little bit too... They're just kind of gluing everything together for the finale. And that's all good and fine. But, you know, there's no sign of a big bad that's not agatha and that's doesn't sit well with me but we'll, we'll talk about all that yeah so with zach the comic guy we kind of talked about where he thought the show was going to go and we definitely talked about this a couple episodes ago as well i definitely had a certain trajectory that i thought the show was going to go and it didn't go i thought it was going to be like we were talking about all rise all rise all rise Juan is getting crazier and crazier this and that it ended up turning into more of like a tragedy for Wanda. And we talked about this with Zach, the comic guy, and they did it phenomenally. They basically set up Wanda to have a perfect backstory to be a mainstay character of the MCU as long as they want to keep her around. It was beautifully written story. It was it was sad. It was, there were some funny parts. It it gives her in one episode some kind of background that we didn't have from all the past movies. So that they nailed. But like Luke is saying, I just thought that you know, there was going to be a lot more, you know, I I just think we had the expectations were a little too high with the aerospace engineer with seeing if Mephisto was going to come. Paul Bettany's mailman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) That might be my biggest (laughs) gripe. Like they wasted a lot of fucking dumb screenshots and a lot of just airtime focusing on that dude who ends up nothing. Yeah. Paul Bettany is saying he can't wait to work with this actor. He's never worked before. He trolled the shit out of us. It's going to be him and himself. Acting. That, that's what I was reading. Yeah, the the cameo. I would bet a lot of money that's just gonna be Doctor Strange. And when I say just gonna be Doctor Strange, yes, that's a that is gonna be a great cameo and it's gonna make sense. But it, you'd had that quote about Luke Skywalker and you sandbagged us. Yeah. That's that's why I think we're having this conversation. The only reason I could see her doing that by accident is she didn't realize how big the Luke Skywalker reveal no, was. But I've said it before in the past, like Elizabeth Olsen is one of the most studied, I guess, of the Marvel actors, like when it comes to her source material. So she knows when she's saying words like this, the weight it holds, especially when it's anything Marvel comic-y or Star Wars level of nerd. If you're going to say something like that, you're not just going to casually throw that line out in an interview. So I think she knew what she was doing, and I'm hoping that we get something next episode. Yeah. I think also what you're going with here, Luke, when you were saying like, we're not getting things it's, we put so much weight into Pietro and he's literally just being joked as Pietro and he's going to probably be literally be nothing. Like we got it eventually a couple episodes ago and we said they wish they could have Aaron Taylor Johnson. They can't. So they're going to troll us. So we put so much weight into thinking, is it going to be multiverse this multiverse that Fox this Fox that we talked all about it. And it's literally just going to be like, 
There's Evan Peters. We're never going to see him again, probably. We wish we had Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Mm-hmm. I'm also, maybe I'm wrong here, too. I think, like, the kids are not going to be a thing. There's a potential that they might not be a thing outside of, uh, you know, next episode. If something crazy doesn't happen. The cicada was stupid. The yeah. mailman was stupid. They did so much symbolism, and they know who their audience is, and I just think that is what's going to piss me off and leave a bad taste in my mouth when I walk away from the next episode, regardless of how okay it is and it makes sense with the story but i don't think i don't see us getting a splash villain i don't see all this symbolism mattering and our theories really kind of being over complicated when they didn't need to be and that's the kind of thing that as a podcaster i want to manifest but it's really i I just don't think it will be yeah last thing i want to say before we get into the episode i don't care about the stigma that's on the mcu about award seasons and stuff but elizabeth olsen paul benny Catherine hahn Mm -hmm. Get them some awards, man. They especially this episode. They they were so good. Yeah, I loved this episode. I I don't want to say my feelings on the show overall until I see next episode, just because it could go so many different ways. I agree with a lot of the things you're saying. As a podcaster, all we talk about is theories, and then getting trolled on a theory and then being let down is one of the worst feelings ever. So they could turn it around. They've done so many good things, though. I, I say turn it around, but I mean, it's still. Pretty- yeah, I mean, I think we're bitching a lot, but at the same time, we agree. It's been great. It's, it's, it's been good. It's just that the things the, the expectations have just been getting higher and higher as the show has been going on. And then those quotes are coming out about the huge cameos and what this means for the Marvel Universe going forward. And now we're hearing rumors of a of a season two. All this stuff is just going to set our expectations so high that I'm a little worried it's not going to hit it. I bet you the writers of WandaVision, when they're seeing all these theories come out, be like, shit, that was a good idea. Mm-hmm. Ah, damn, why didn't we think of that? But all right, let's uh, let's just jump into it. Um, there's a lot of monologuing here, a lot of just long conversations. So we'll kind of go through it chunk by chunk um, and then discuss our thoughts. But it opens up right away. There's like a little Easter egg. The Marvel symbol after that Marvel intro turns purple. So that was cool to see. And then it jumps into 1693 in Salem, Massachusetts. And there's all these hooded women dragging Agatha to this post. It's obviously a bunch of witches. And there was a quick conversation between what looked to be the leader of these witches, who she referred to as mother. And the conversation went, are you a witch? Yes, I am a witch. Yet you have betrayed your coven. You stole knowledge above your age and station. Practice the dark magic. I did not break your rules. They sim- simply bend to my power. And that's when they all started chanting and started taking her out. So obviously we're getting witches coven. She pissed somebody off. Honestly, reminded me of Dr. Strange, the way she was saying, you know, getting magic beyond your limitations and age. I mean, I think it's directly Dr. Strange. We know that there's books missing from the library at certain times during um, Dr. Strange one. I think that the witches have to be somehow connected power wise to the ancient one or Dr. Strange or that kind of mystic arts power. And I mean, there you go. We had the coven, whatever, blasting her with their powers. And then she starts sucking the life out of them, just like the little dude commercial. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely. Okay. You got those skeleton vibes at the end. But yeah, this, you know, nothing too complicated with this backstory. I buy it. I like it. It's fine. Simple. Uh, Agatha is clearly just a strong ass witch and because it's set in 1693 and we know obviously the modern day WandaVision is set in 2020 
her powers give her youth for a very long time and she is just a knowledge seeker. I still think it's okay to classify her as slightly chaotic neutral as opposed to pure evil. I know the sparky death kind of makes it a little up in the air, but it doesn't seem like conversations she has with Wanda later on leave me to believe that she had a pretty tragic but ambitious backstory, but I don't think she's evil in the sense where she just wants to kill everybody. She just wants more magical knowledge. Yeah, listen, if if the Sparky thing didn't happen and I was just watching this episode and the episode she was revealed as Agatha, mm-hmm. I would say that she's just finding a person who has ridiculous magic. She wants to figure out how she's doing it and she wants to bend her to her will so she can use her or help her. I find that total chaotic neutral, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say that's out of the question yet, but the sparky line just, <laughs> yeah. Like, are you trying to paint her as a villain? Cause that's the easiest way to do it. And then it, it makes it even more, this whole theme of if she, is she really evil is at the end when her mom is blasting her or about to blast her with all of her power. She says, please, I can be good. Yeah. And then, you know, she goes full. Absorption. She, she also has a line a little right before that saying like, no, I can't control it. If you'll only teach me and, and help me like mother, please, please. So it seemed like all she wanted was some guidance, but she should have been the one guiding because she was definitely way stronger than everybody else there. I mean, I didn't count, but was there seven witches, including the mother? And she just, they were all hitting her. Agatha just sent it right back. The mother yeah. started floating, trying to do one last one. And you guys noticed that she was the only one, the mother, that when she started blasting and using the power, she had the crown mm-hmm. thing, like Scarlet Witch's yeah. head, headdress or whatever you want to call it. The other thing I wanted to bring up was how they say that she's practicing the dark, darkest of magic. So they're witches and there's they're saying that there's even darker magic. That still leads me to believe that there could be Mephisto, Dormammu, Kathan, however you say his name, on the table. Yeah. And Agatha ends up sending this, you know, orange beam back at her. And it, it did the classic uh, Harry Potter with Harry and Voldemort. They're both at the beams coming out and colors are fighting back and forth. Um, eventually mother, whoever that is, gets wrecked, turns into <laughs> a zombie. Agatha walks up and takes the brooch. And I got to say, she looked really intimidating when the mother or whoever that was, was hitting her with everything. And she just breaks her hands free mm-hmm. and just always does whatever she want. I mean, that is that was... Paul's sexy scene. <laughs> you know, I actually don't have one. That's fine. Oh my... It doesn't need to be one. Yeah. I don't I don't know if there was. Okay. Yeah, we'll I... play the music anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, but, <gasps> but she did look noticeably younger than she does like yeah. in the actual scenes in 2020 they use that uh robert downey jr age back yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all right so back in 2020 we're back in the basement in agatha's house in westview she's with wanda and um this is where we get some quick explanation basically showing how much more studied agatha is in magical abilities and runes and all of these all the knowledge surrounded around the dark arts she is compared to Wanda and she just assumed Wanda was just super high level top yeah. tier because she was capable of creating this hex, which is just unreal amount of magical power. So we also got a cool line early in this conversation saying that accent really comes and goes, doesn't it? Just yeah. hinting at how Wanda just doesn't have the accent in civil war. And then like she was going back and forth throughout all of WandaVision itself, but unbelievable delivery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wanda hits her with where are my children? Where are my children? <laughs> Boy, that accent really goes, doesn't it? Yeah, that's her she, stepbrother in her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. She does so many like one-liners. She's so good. Like the first thing she says is like, "Oh, like my thoughts aren't available to you, toots. Like, don't give yourself a migraine." Mm-hmm. And then she goes over why Wani can't use her powers there, 
And I brought it up at the end of last episode. We just mentioned them. I had no idea what it was. Turns out she said, like, hey, weren't you paying attention? Like, basic protection spell. These are runes. Only the witch who cast the runes can use magic within them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's just questioning that she doesn't know the fundamentals, basics of magic. Yeah. So when she's saying you don't know the fundamentals, I was taking it either as she's mocking her or like, hey, I could teach you. No, I definitely took. I think she's in the assumption that she is this super powerful witch. And I think she wants to learn her secrets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree with that, too. But I I just didn't. So you took it as she's just mocking her for not knowing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and Agatha's really losing patience here. She kind of binds her Wanda, that is, up, kind of holding her in the air. She says, I was so patient with you, all the costumes, all the hairstyles. I almost cracked you. I got close with fake Pietro, Pietro, if you will. And she says, no, like, it wasn't literally me, meaning Pietro. It was just my eyes and ears, a crystalline possession. Necromancy was a non-starter since your real brother's body is in another continent and not to mention full of holes. It's just she's giving us so much and she's obviously like Luke was saying, well studied. She knows what she's talking about. Wanda doesn't even understand her own powers. Yeah. I mean, that straight up gave us our confirmation that about Pietro. Evan Peters is done after yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. That they wish it was Ann Taylor Johnson. So overall unsatisfied with Evan Peters being in this show at all. If nothing, you good said comes it, of it next. Episode. I believe you said it in like episode one that you're going to be pissed if they're trolling us to troll us. Yeah. I guess that if, like we said it, you have to have Quicksilver because it makes no sense not to have Quicksilver. But at the same time, trolling us with Evan Peters, you could have made him somebody else and just give him the hairdo and just been like, why is mine? I, I don't know. It's, it sucks because, yeah, Evan Peters gives us that illusion, too, mm. of Quicksilver when it's not. But that's the, the line right after that kind of makes me feel better about it. Agatha kind of nods to it saying you're so crippled by your own self-doubt like even you believed it right like that wasn't Pietro you idiot well obviously it wasn't yeah and it could have been anybody that's a thing so the Evan Peters thing is kind of a troll job definitely it seems like it and that's what Luke was saying was his worst troll yeah that was his worst case scenario for this actual plot device Mm -hmm. uh I wanted to talk about not Pietro but the Agatha situation where she's talking to uh, Wanda so I think I went too far. The Agatha all along last episode, you guys knew I was pretty pissed about it because it, it made me think that she was, I mean, I don't see how it wouldn't make you think this, but the Agatha all along song pretty much made me think that she was doing everything, yeah. you know, Agatha all along. But this explanation that she gives proves that it's, it is Wanda. So we're happy about that because I was I was pretty upset last episode going, OK, they're, they're just not doing anything with Wanda. She's not she's not losing control of her powers. She's not as strong as we think. It's not that much of a House of M thing as we thought. And it's just her being majorly manipulated. And Agatha is the one pretty much doing the power stuff like she, they were showing her her purple magic doing certain things. And I was like, wow, so this really isn't Wanda. But now we know that it was Wanda. It started. We knew it started before uh, Agatha showed up. She sensed it. She sensed this crazy amount of power. She says, magic on autopilot, magic going miles away. What the hell is your secret? So she just wanted to get into this hex, figure out who's so strong and how she did it. That is perfectly fine with me. A hundred percent. Yeah. Completely agree. I I was getting into it last episode, how I was pretty damn pissed. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm still not very happy that she's quote unquote, the big bad if she is. And we can talk about that again later. But 
the fact that they had her explain what she actually has been doing all along is good. Yeah, no. Um, I asked this off podcast right after we recorded our last episode before seeing this episode eight of WandaVision. And one of my questions was, why the hell wasn't Agatha just walking up to Wanda and mind controlling her right away? And we got a good answer here. And it satisfied me that she was just sitting in the shadows. She was waiting to see her reveal her true self. Exactly. Which is eventually what happens. Um, so all again, anything to do with Agatha after this episode, completely satisfied. The only thing I won't be satisfied with is the implication of her being the main bad of the series. Like right. exactly what you just said. Yeah. Just to finish that conversation or to continue it, at least Agatha goes on to say, when I first got here, I saw so many spells cast at once. I couldn't make heads or tails of it. She grabs the cicada fly Dumb. Um, and she does the mind control spell, throws it at Wanda. So it just intimidates her, crawls on its mouth a little bit. Thousands of people under your control, all interacting, complex storylines. Well, that's something special. Mm-hmm. Um, she says there's also transmutation. She turns the cicada into a pigeon. And this is where she kind of goes into being salty about Wanda's power. She says, years of study just to achieve the smallest convincing illusion. You like your view, Wanda, like every little detail down to perfection, down to the crown molding. You're even controlling people miles away from town. Your magic on autopilot, like what's your secret? So what's your secret, sister? Yeah, <laughs> she's pissed off. Um, and just to relate it to The Witcher a little bit, the mages in The Witcher in the books, they hate witchers because witchers use what they witchers will call magic. But there's like that's a pathetic excuse. Like I spent years and years and years understanding all these spells and how to cast them perfectly. And you kind of like half-ass it. It half works. And you're like, oh, Push. yeah, oh, good enough. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. So I understand like where this knowledge seeker is coming from. But at the same time, she's not coming from like a jealous point of view because she does at this point assume she's just an all-powerful, all-knowing witch. But I think as the conversation goes on and on, she's just more like, wow, holy fuck. You're just raw power, just untamed power. Yep. And it could lead into her becoming a more mentor figure but i don't know after the last scene but uh so she throws that pigeon turns back into a skata goes to scratchy's scratchy's in it a lot is he just i mean i don't want to read into anything anymore because yeah. the show just no, leads to disappointment nothing. it's just a. Uh, I hope it's like somebody cool but she goes on to say i need to tell me how you did this i didn't do anything and then agatha's just not having it she's basically hitting her into the pillars and the walls she's like just fucking tell me i'm mm-hmm. tired of acting I try to be gentle to nudge you away from this ridiculous fantasy, but you'd rather fall apart than to see the truth. You left me no choice. Uh, What was it you said to your brother? Empty, endless nothingness. Like, let's start there. And this is where Agatha's journey into Wanda's past kind of starts. And my last question before we jump through the memory walls is um, how is it possible that Agatha didn't know who Wanda was, at least her face like was was Age of Ultron and all the Avengers, Avengers three, part one and two, was that not global enough for someone of her stature to have seen Wanda's face on the screen at least when it's being reported about this global? That's a that's a really disaster because she said I just showed up here because of the magic. It had nothing to do with following Wanda, and when she, she never hints at the idea that she knew who Wanda was. Yeah, I mean, I just took it like she sensed the magic, didn't know who it was. She sees it's Wanda. Maybe she would know it's Wanda, but whether she knows it's Wanda from the past events or not, she still doesn't know how Wanda has the power. So she's just sticking around. So she could have been like, okay, oh, that's Wanda Maximoff. Let me figure out what her deal is. But 
yeah, I, I kind of just took it like she sensed the power, didn't realize who it was, and then came and. It, okay, that's it, good enough for me. I was just curious. It's a little weird because if she, Agatha only came because she sensed this obvious ex, ex, huge explosion of power in Age of Ultron, when Pietro dies, Wanda kind of sends out like a huge shock. Obviously, it, I guess it's not this level. But like, don't you think it would like blip on Agatha's radar? It might have been a blip, but the hex is a continuous eight mile wide radius yeah, okay. for days entity. at a time. That's there for weeks. Yeah, that's a little different. And Agatha wasn't cast yet at that time. It's just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I, a little hard to say there. Yeah, because that was how many years ago? All um, right, ready to jump through the first door? Yeah, let's do it. And yeah. I, let's just break it door by door. We'll yep. go yeah. through the whole scene, then hit it. At first, Wanda didn't want to go through. She said no. Agatha's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, did you have the kids trapped in like your own enchanted basement or did I like, no, mm-hmm. I did. Okay. So let's go. And she goes through the first door after Agatha gets like a lock of her hair and does some spell changes the door. Cool Latin or some shit. Yeah. All right. First flashback. She goes in. It is her home in Sokovia. And Agatha's one-liners are just so fun. charming. I love the Cold War aesthetic. And we hear Mama and Papa and it's just the like beaten down Sokovian apartment, like eight by eight feet. And we see their mom, you know, with the accent and father's coming in from his work, whatever it was. Selling DVDs. Yep. Hustling. Mm-hmm. Pietro comes in yelling. <laughs> He's yelling English because he wants their his mom and dad to speak English. Agatha is like a little loud, isn't he? Like, yeah. we're, we're right here. <laughs> and so this is where... She says to Wanda, this is your cue. Pietro's calling for her. She kind of gives her a shove, and she transforms Wanda back into child Wanda. Yeah, just she's going to have to live through the memories in this pensive style. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. memories. Uh, but yeah, there's a war-torn country going on. You see guns outside. Like, there's literally fighting 100 feet from them. They're just trying to live their normal lives and, you know, try and make this somewhat normal for their kids. So they let them pick the sitcoms. This is the origins of why... WandaVision started out in sitcoms because when Wanda was a kid, it was a comfort for her and she just loved him. I think she loved the, the black and white Dick Van Dyke stuff. So that's where we started. It's it's cool explanation that a father, not Magneto, by the way, <laughs> that's how she got introduced to the sitcoms. Like It was his job to sell them. I didn't know I needed an introduction to it, but yeah, it was good. It was satisfying. Yeah. Giving us something to make it make sense. Perfect. And yep. in each each door that we open. It gets better and better. Yeah. So the dad is saying, you know, Wanda, like it's your turn to pick. Did you notice that the mom does the Sokovian greeting special? Puts her hands over her eyes from behind her. No. From from episode one or two. Whatever it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just like a little joke. Just messing with her. I did not know that. That's funny. funny. So then like the dad goes and get Dick Van Dyke. She's like season two, episode 21. Cutest season two episode 21 like how she said it it was amazing the accent was so good for that she is uh (laughs) real cute so they're all sitting there they're all watching dick van dyke everything's happy there's nice music playing all of a sudden boom explosion jump scare out of this world yeah um no wonder she's traumatized so pietro i want to come to and everything's wrecked no more roof anymore they get to hiding underneath the table um there's rubble everywhere and then all of a sudden the second shell hits and it says stark industries it's got that red blinking light that looks exactly like the toaster we've heard this story multiple times mm-hmm. yep and pietro saying we should get out of here we can't maybe they're here to help maybe they're the ones that sent it so they decide to stay there because it's wanda's idea 
She sees the TV playing in the background, still playing Dick Van Dyke, somehow survived the explosion. And she says to herself, at the end of the episode, you realize it was all a dream and none of it was real. So she sticks out her hand and she starts apparently using magic to the missile. And this is her first, I guess, experience with it. And See, I didn't know if that was just a mixture of her attempting to change it as current Wanda. And that's why Agatha pulled her out and said, did you use the magic to actually do it? Am I, I don't know. I, I read that. Well, I read that scene wrong. That's, so, this is supposed to retcon that she was born a witch. OK, yeah. so that was her actually trying to attempt to stop it. And Ag- she did. Agatha's next line is, gotcha. did, did you stop that bomb? You used you used the probability hacks, like, didn't you? Um, and she's saying, like, no, it was defective. It didn't go off. You're trapped there. We didn't know that. She said, for how long? For two days. Okay, I'm convinced. Uh, I'm already convinced. Okay, yeah. now, I want to talk about that at the end of this episode. Okay. Mm. Also, in the comics, one of the first hexes or powers that Wanda used is a probability hex. Okay. Oh, that's a cool little shout out. Yeah. Agatha goes on to say, so much trauma, yet safe as kittens the whole time. Something doesn't add up. Where'd you get the big guns? Uh, oh, the next door opens up. The second flashback. Wanda saying, "You know, I don't want to go in there." Yeah, we're not going to jump into it yet, right? Because I want to say, yeah, was the reason that they focused so much on reshowing us the parents? Like this was the whole purpose of the scene, just to show us. Now I already convinced myself in the last twenty seconds because of you guys that she had powers from the beginning, or was it to show us that and? highlight the parents again because Magneto's fucking coming next episode. Like, is this like, are we focusing on the parents again to solidify that MCU Wanda has no Magneto father or that we're shoving this again in your face because we're going to blow up her whole world next episode? So I I honestly think I posted this on the Instagram yeah, and it was such a cool picture. It was a fucking sick picture. I honestly, th- yeah, I honestly think that there's going to be nothing with Magneto. Okay. I think that this scene was to show why she does the sitcom, show her in her happy place, show the beginning of her tragic life, and to retcon her as having powers from the start. Which, like I said, I want to talk about that later. I think it's going to be something that we're going to be happy with eventually. I'm already happy with that, honestly, because there's too many plot holes if she didn't have powers since the beginning. Yeah. I have a couple of reasons why it has to make sense that she has powers from the beginning. So So they walk through the second door. The Hydra symbol on it. Yeah. So obviously Wanda knows what it is, doesn't want to go in. And Agatha's already given her shit. She says, so let me get this straight. Your response was to join an anti-freedom terrorist organization. Yeah, yeah, like we wanted to, you know, change the world. She also says, "Don't be scared. You already lived it once. You can live it again." Shows her in there, and this is when she transports back to younger Wanda, going in there for the first time. It's the Hydra Lab, like you were saying, and we do see Loki's scepter. Um, they say, like, for our notes, can you please state your name and status? Wanda Maximoff, volunteer. She's mm-hmm. volunteering to do this. Yeah, and, and- secondary scientist. Not the guy running the show is like, come on, like not one subject has survived contact. Like, are we sure? Cuts him off. Fucking proceed. How hilarious is it? It's an experiment where they're just like, hey, go walk by that stone mm-hmm. and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. But of course, we have Wanda. She gets close to the stone. The, the stone comes off the scepter. The mind stone breaks free. So it was blue. Now it's yellow. Mm-hmm. I'd like that. I liked how that's cool. Yeah. So it's like the mind stone revealing itself to someone worthy it yeah it did that in age of ultron too 
when they actually broke it and it did look blue and then you break it. So I'm glad they explained how this yellow mindstone was blue right. the whole time. And because what makes blue is this yellow <laughs> is this yellow so and green blue, make blue? So green and yellow makes blue. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right? Really, yeah, we know our primary colors. Oh my god. <laughs> we are not putting ourselves out as the dummies that don't know colors. Jimmy's a number. Makes guy. orange, right? Stop. We've done talking about colors. All right. So anyway, but when that mindstone connects with Wanda, we get one of the coolest shots of the entire show. We have future I'm assuming it's gonna be future her potentially at the end of next episode when she is just full Scarlet Witch mode, has her OG comic, uh comic book look modernized, and she just gets a quick glimpse of that. Yeah. Right. And then yep. it just flashes away. And we're back to her in her room, right? They're just satisfied mm-hmm. with the experiments. They're just monitoring for a little bit. Nothing really important happens here, actually, because Agatha comes right back in and yeah. starts psychoanalyzing her again and talking about how she was born with powers, but the interaction with the Infinity Stone is what made her abilities manifest. Yeah, and I do want to just bring up really quick that that she's watching the TV with the Brady Bunch and... Mm-hmm. You know, Bobby from the Brady Bunch is talking to Cindy and Cindy says, you hurt the doll's feelings. And he says, the doll doesn't have any feelings. It's filled with sawdust and rags or something. So a little like irony towards vision and how she feels vision. You know, everyone, everyone tries to say vision is just a piece of scent, a weapon. And mm. she tries to say he's my everything pretty mm. much. Yeah. yeah. Also, the scientists are looking at the film and they're saying, like, play it back. That doesn't make sense. It's showing Wanda in front of the stone and all of a sudden it cuts and she's on the floor. It's not yeah. showing her falling. It's almost looks like it's skipping frames. And, and we never really got an explanation. So we just assumed it was something to do with wh- who she saw coming down after touching the stone. And it kind of pisses me off again that Aaron Taylor Johnson just didn't sign on for this. Cause I would really like to see his scene with the mm-hmm. stone. Um, I have question mark right here, activating the mutant gene or, I guess activating, if you want to say activate, but however, that's something I want to talk about yep, later. Yep, yep. So that, either yeah. activating the gene or just awakening. A dormant gene, like, yeah. yeah. So basically, Deadpool, well, it can't be like Deadpool, because Deb, like, where the X gene's completely dormant, because we just, it wasn't the purpose of the last scene to show that it wasn't dormant. Yeah, so I'm saying it can activate the X gene, so I'm guessing that it's she, well, all right, I'll get into it later, but what I'm saying yeah, is, yeah, like, fine. she has powers, and it, and it heightened it. Just like mm-hmm. we kind of were assuming whether she's a witch or a mutant, the Mind Stone, like Agatha said, heightened it, her mm-hmm. powers. Okay. So Agatha says, I have a theory, but I need more. Cue flashback in door number three. And it's Wanda in her room at the Avengers compound. And this is right after Age of Ultron. Pietro's dead. And she obviously knows Vision. And sorry, Jesus Christ. Are like, you crying a little bit? No, because I was, dude. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I'll pay 200 bucks to say it was you crying. No. <laughs> She's cutting onions. <laughs> so she goes on to say it was the first home vision and I ever shared. Uh, it was a new home. Pietro was dead on a different continent. Like I was all alone and she calls for vision back in the flashback and he phases through the walls as is cute. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to intrude. I mean, yes, I did. I didn't mean to come in here, and it's just him being stuttery vision, like we kind of saw in the beginning of Infinity War. He's got a little crusted. Yeah. He's getting his flirt game on. And we don't blame him. No, she looks hot. This is Paul's sexy scene. <laughs> <laughs> Depressed Wanda. <laughs> um, so he sits down, and they're watching Malcolm in the middle, and oh, Brian Cranston, I can't remember his character, basically just gets completely crushed yeah. by this patio overhang. 
And Vision's like, oh, like it's funny because of the grievous injury he suffered. <laughs> and she's like, no, like he didn't really get injured. It's not that kind of show. Um, and then Wanda kind, I'm sorry, Vision tries to help Wanda here. He goes, Wanda, I can't presume to know what you're possibly feeling, but if you ever want to talk about it, I could possibly help. Why do you think I would want to talk about it? Why do you think that would help? The only thing that would make me happy is seeing him again. She says, you know, like, sorry, I'm tired. Uh, it's just like a wave washing over me again and again. It knocks me down. And when I stand up, it knocks me down again. Uh, it's just going to drown me. And this is kind of cute because the next flashback that we get, it kind of explains why it broke her so much. I mean, this is right after Pietro died. She was able to fall back on Vision. Like she was about ready to give it all up. And then Vision was there to kind of help her get through it. Um, so Vision's saying like, no, you're not going to drown. How do you know? Well, it can't all be sorrow, can it? I've always been alone, so I don't feel the lack. It's it's all I've ever known. I've never experienced loss because I never had a loved one to lose. But what is grief if not love persevering? Just shows that Vision gained all of his emotional maturity just from interacting with Wanda. And that's kind of why they have such a deep connection because he's learning all these things from her. It just shows that they have such a deep connection that explains why she felt so strongly about him and created Westview for him. Which after the initial interaction with the Mind Stone, maybe, you know, that kind of explains it was this amplification of her power and it was like Vision's being. So maybe that's why they were attracted to it a little bit. Um, but it, it was a good yeah. scene. And Vision is what, five days old at this yeah. point? And he's already like the wisest prophet ever. So Viz laughs at the show. It was cute. He was like, oh, I'm sorry, because it was a really serious moment. She was like, no, like it was funny. Like, mm. yes, it was funny, wasn't it? So this is learning comedy. Yeah. And Agatha chimes back in here again. And this is a little bit of a shorter conversation because she knows she's getting very close to the answers that she wants. But uh, yeah, she just says, like, no one was there to help you out of the darkness. That's part of the reason why you had all this emotional raw reaction to Vision being dead. And, and I think. Is there anything else important in this conversation before we go to the next door? Uh, no, I just think that this is the scene with, for this whole entire series. It shows where this raw power is coming from. Yeah, I do want to say that we are bringing up villains and big bads, and I think it's been getting more and more evident that this show, the writers might not believe there needs to be a big bad because of the way the storytelling is. This is a, they might say that this is a story of grief. And her coming to terms with that. And you don't really need necessarily a big bad for that. We want one really bad. Mm -hmm. But if there is no big bad, I would say that must be the reason. And it's a very, very, very good story. It's just not what we expected. Right. So Agatha's saying to Wanda, like, come on, you can do this. Like, you're right on the precipice. We are right there. Tell me how you did it. So this is all building up to the moment that Wanda created the hex. Vision was gone, but you wanted him back. And shows Wanda and almost a switch flicks on in her head. She's like, I wanted him back. I wanted him back. And then flashback number four, it's the sword compound. She's walking in and this is, it looks almost very similar to the footage that Hayward showed earlier on. And so just to timeline place, this this happens a couple weeks before the start of WandaVision. So right after Avengers Endgame, because she's just now being pissed about Vision's body being gone. And I just want to say that 
in my article, my blog post, I said the 10th thing that we want to see is what happened with Vision's body and if she buries him and mm-hmm. if she wants to bury him and we have to figure out what happens. And this is literally the entire series is based on that pretty much. Right. Really cool. <laughs> uh, she's saying, please, uh, when I came back, he was gone. His body. I know he's here. He deserves a funeral. At least I deserve it. Phone rings. The guy at the desk is like, all right, like right, I'll send her up. She's still here. I'll send her up through the doors, down the hall, two left and a right. One moment, I need to buzz you in. I got it. Thanks. She uses her powers, blows open these doors. Now, this is my sexiest scene because when she's walking down that hallway with a purpose, dude, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. sexy. All yeah. right. Power's sexy. <laughs> she Confidence made- is sexy. Cue the music. Yeah. <laughs> she makes her way to bitch boy Tyler Hayward's office, who is the director at this point, because uh, this is, you know, right before a little bit before Maria gets there at the opening of the series. So anyway, she goes in and I kind of just wanted to call this out because I think it's so funny when everyone that's not a main character in the Marvel Universe talks about vision. They say the vision. Yeah, that's just so weird to me. Yeah. Also, Hayward in general, he's like, oh, Wanda, it's like such an honor to finally meet you. Who are you? Yeah. Like she has no idea who the fuck this guy is. You know, I'm director Hayward. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and right here he was like, I assume you're here to see the vision. The to, vision, yeah. To collect his body. Well, I am his next of kin. I understand. I'd like to show you something. And then you'll give him to me? Just please come with me. I think you're going to want to see it. And I will, I will preface what we're about to go into right here is, well, Tyler Hayward's always going to be a bitch boy. I think there's nothing that's going to save him. I kind of like a little bit of what happens in this comp like for his character to make me hate him a tiny bit less like the reasoning behind everything they were doing is a little bit okay with me you know it, may- it makes him seem a tiny bit less like a dick and a little bit more objective with just dealing with vision's body and stuff like that which you know there's no need to really like tyler but i just think that this helped this helped make him seem a little bit better because he's just focusing on the fact that because he after he points out that vision is right there to wanda and she just didn't understand it uh, at the beginning of the scene. And, you know, he starts to say that, I know you want to see his body. I know you want to give him a proper burial because he's a real person to you. And I, I totally respect that. But I can't let you take $3 billion worth of vibranium and put it in the ground just to make you feel better. Like, this is important. This is an ethical obligation we have, basically, to, to harness the most powerful AI weapon that was ever created in the human race and use it for the betterment of humanity similar to what tony stark wanted to do in age of ultron yeah. build a suit around the world so i get all that and i kind of like it even though he's still bitch but. yeah that was a cool line he he did say wanda was saying you can't do this he says we have every legal legal and ethical obligation to do this mm-hmm. like we for the good of humanity should do this yep yeah and she says he's all i have and he says that's just it wanda he isn't yours that was the only thing it seems like hayward is pushing her he's purposefully poking her try to get her agitated and it almost looks like she's doing exactly what he wants her to do except he wasn't expecting her to reel it in and not take vision's body at the end of this scene i feel like he wanted to make her the bad guy yeah i mean either way he's a dick we know he's a dick from every other episode i agree with luke that some of his reasonings you know it's just the truth it has to be the way it is you you can't just bury vision and not expect someone else to dig him up or something but you also have to figure out a way to 
not shove it in Wanda's face that the person she loves is, you know. Well, there's a really weird line here because she says, I just want to bury him. That's all. Hayward responds with, are you sure? Yeah. Excuse me. She's and Hayward says, not everyone has the type of power to bring their soulmate back online. Excuse me. Back to life. She goes like, I can't do that. That's when he goes on to say, well, I can't let you take this three billion. So it seems like almost inception, like he's planning this idea into her head and then instigating. Her. I definitely felt the same way. Like, like when it almost it's almost like he knew he's Mephisto. Yes. <laughs> confirmed. He knew that she was coming. And I'll explain this a little bit more because of the post credit scene. But it's it's almost like he planned to have vision getting ripped apart in front of her just to instigate her. And I'll, I'll get more to that at the end. Yeah, if there is some villainous part of him besides the fact that he's a dick, I really don't want to say anything about him being Mephisto. But it, but I really I did get the vibes where it's like she ends up doing creating all of this, and it's him that said, "Are you sure you're not trying to create or bring him back?" It looks like she's kind of like, "Wait a second, is it, it, can I?" Can I do? <laughs> Well, that is a good callback, too, to when Darcy says, I think it was two or three episodes ago, two episodes ago, Darcy, who is just a STEM expert, says, I thought you could just switch a, switch something back online. So it's safe to assume that if Darcy was thinking that, everyone at S.W.O.R.D. was thinking that, Tyler was thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, maybe he thought, because she blows up the, the window, right? Mm -hmm. And the guys put the guns on her. She comes down and... He says everyone let her do it. Like maybe he wanted her to do it. I, yeah. I was getting that exact feeling. Yeah, that's he was instigating her to do it. He was, hey, we did everything we could. Didn't work. Let's try this. And that's definitely what it was. Now, the more I think about it, because mm. that's the whole post credit scene, right? They cannot figure out how to get him back online. And this is a really sad scene. She already broke the glass. She floats down. She walks over to him, puts her hand out, does her powers. And she starts crying, saying, like, I can't feel you. And meaning vision's gone. I mean, yeah. Vision's completely gone. Yeah, because in the other movies, they've had multiple times where they say they can feel each other. Mm -hmm. Again, it's the callback of the fact that he's, quote unquote, just yeah. a machine. Huge, yeah. huge twist. I didn't see coming. She walks away. Yeah, she, she, she honestly, she leaves the body there and insane. she walks away. That was bigger plot twist than Agatha Harkness. Yeah, <laughs> insane. <laughs> So she walks back to her car. They're really good at doctoring videos, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, she walks back to her car and there's an envelope in the passenger seat. And... I thought it was from Mephisto being like, I got a deal for you, bro. Uh, <laughs> that would have been it. I would have, that would have been awesome. So this is she... how you can get everything you want. Meet me in Westview. Love M. <laughs> <laughs> love M. If love it, it said love M, the world would have exploded. <laughs> so did she have this before she went or did somebody drop it into her car? I'm guessing she had it with her the whole time. I I really did think that like when I saw the letter, I was like, someone's baiting her to Westview. And then when when you eventually open it, which you'll get to in a second, it's must have just always been with her. Honestly, it could have. It could have been bait. Somebody could have drafted it right there and said, hey, like, yeah, go here. That's just putting too much pressure on that one little four-line quote causing a reaction enough to matter. So yeah. I think that was legit. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. I mean, me too. I was yeah. just no, <laughs> this, exploring this, all possible. This, we already know what happens when we do these theories. This <laughs> scene is, is pretty important, obviously, because we're seeing the whole setup of Westview. 
but also pisses me off a lot because we see some shit I don't like. So go ahead. I'll take (laughs) us through. I'll comment as you go. So she goes to Westview, New Jersey, and she drives through the town and she sees all of her future neighbors. We're having some bad times, man. Yeah, she sees Herb does not look happy. (laughs) Herb doesn't look good. (laughs) Uh, Norm is hanging up a like learn piano lessons thing on a billboard. I thought that was awesome. She sees Kitty kind of at like an outdoor table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, her name's not Mrs. Kitty, Hart, but it, it's it's Kitty. Yeah, yeah. She also sees the fucking pizza delivery guy who is the mailman in her reality. So Dude, I think this pisses me off more than the aerospace engineer does because the aerospace engineer pissed me off a lot. And especially because they had two separate quotes. We've been seeing the mailman get more facial time than almost anyone that's not it just it just is so fucking ridiculous to me that someone in the creative room thought that was a good idea yeah unless it pays off in the last episode and i'll take it all back and they're honey dicking us right now with with trying to play it off like he's nothing Um, i don't see how though no i I just think that was that might be worse to me than their space (laughs) i just hate it just so much everybody on reddit was like Everybody out here was fucking throwing Mephisto this, Mephisto that. All he was was the fucking pizza delivery guy. Yeah. So it was kind of frustrating, kind of cool to see everybody. Anyway, she pulls into the driveway of a torn down lot. She kind of walks in. In a scarlet car. Oh. Looks good. Matches her hair. Uh, She walks into the middle of the lot and opens up the paper. And it was a property deed and a map of the same exact lot with the message to grow old in V in a red heart. And on the bottom, it said, you know, deed granted to Wanda Maximoff and the vision. Mm-hmm. First name, the last name vision. <laughs> uh, and this is where she starts to cry and turns to a straight sob. She falls to her knees and then boom, big bang. This is the beginning of her reality. This is some of the best CGI Marvel's ever shown. Yeah, just yeah. the entire thing front to back from when she has the small explosion just in the lot to it expanding in- insanely to mm. also having glitchy parts in it. And then it just transitioning the world into the 1950s. I just thought that whole thing was so fucking well done. It and was- it just keeps her colored the whole time. It's just, I just love this whole sequence like that shit had to have cost so much goddamn mm. money. Yep. I loved how it was just the house. It was her building the house. And then when that was complete, she pushed it out all the way to cover the entire town plus some. Um, and then it cuts back to her in the house and looks like she's doing like the invisible limbo. Honestly, <laughs> it's really funny. It looks goofy, but you can see her scarlet magic coming out of her and then turning gold and building this other vision. So really weird, but now there's this own vision that lives only in Wanda's reality. So we were all wrong because we're not the only ones who said this. Pretty much everyone thought that the dead body of vision was just walking around Mm -hmm. or at least he was there and a version of him was walking around. So this shows that how powerful she is, that she can create vision, vibranium, something that could be tracked by Hayward this proves that Hayward was lying and he and he knew that he still had his own vision mm-hmm. and that the other vision obviously is her creation. Obviously, now this is 100 percent confirmation that the footage was faked by Hayward. Mm-hmm. Something I don't get here. Hayward had the tracker that was tracking vibranium decay signature. Yeah. So what? Like she just created vibranium and it just was decaying. 
like that's well i think the decaying part is everything in there was pretty much decaying right uh, okay i mean yeah i didn't know is vibranium is everything at all times just decaying this is our life, and we were dying one second at a time. I mean, Fight Club or what? And <laughs> <laughs> this—that is the only thing that I'm like. Well, this doesn't make any sense to me. Maybe it does, and I'm just looking too much into it. But that's like th the fact that you can create your own vision, and it's giving off those waves and signatures are is weird to me. But so, then so again, quick her question are weird. though: Does this mean because this gave off the impression to me this whole transition into when it officially is? episode one was she aware it felt it feels like she was aware the whole time does she just go subconscious at that point like is do we just have to assume I, she loses herself a little bit at the very end yeah i think that the grief explodes and this the part where she sees the map sees the for us to grow old in with the heart and v and then she just explodes okay. i feel like that's just like just a, a natural reaction that she had no idea was going to happen, obviously. And then it's just, Oh, we're here yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Something. I don't know if it's related. The first episode is the dinner with the hearts. And one of the first things we get is the calendar with the heart over it. Mm -hmm. Do you think that was the paper of the deed? Wow. And that heart was the same. That's pretty cool. Heart that V wrote. That's pretty cool. I don't know, but I like it. Yeah, it would be cool. But I mean, this scene was just, wild because yep. everything turned black and white it took her a minute but she was staring at this black and white vision then she kind of cuts away and she steps into the frame she's all decked out in old school attire like vision starts to speak wanda welcome home should we stay in tonight they sit down and they kiss and then behind them wanda present time kind of is looking at this old memory and then she looks up and she sees all the studio lights and all the studio equipment so she also created this reality with the sitcom atmosphere to it. And then we get the clapping of Agatha as she finally puts all the information together and she has a full picture of what's going on here now. And then instantly she does a cool teleport outside and you just hear uh, Tommy and Billy freaking out, screaming, yelling for their mom. So Wanda runs outside real quick and you see Agatha in a, her badass witch costume that she had at the beginning of um, Agatha all along, like yeah. you see that transition in the beginning of that song. Yeah. So she's in her cool ass comic book uniform and she's using her powers to basically choke out these kids. <laughs> and she starts divulging the information about the fact that Wanda being able to do this, have all this spontaneous creation. We were just talking about like all the vibranium and stuff like that. That's out there for, even for magical people, that should not be a thing. And then she starts talking about the myth should not exist and then this is scarlet witch and that's who she is just to go through that last quote i know what you are you have no idea how dangerous you are you're supposed to be a myth of being capable of spontaneous creation and here you are using it to make breakfast for dinner yep love that thought that was sweet. really good let go of my children oh yes your children and vision and this whole life you've made this is chaos magic wanda and that makes you Scarlet Witch. So epic. So that makes you the Scarlet Witch. So Scarlet Witch is a title mm -hmm. for someone that has the chaos magic. So not the same way as is in the comics. The comics is just a code name like Captain America, but it's cool. It's a really cool way to do it. Finish wanna, the post credits yeah. and then we can just start hitting all of our main points we want to go through here. So the post credit scene is right outside of the hex and we're back with Tyler and all the makeshift sword set up. And they're about to launch their plan. We talked a little bit about this in the last podcast episode. Ends up being the fact that 
they can activate their new vision copy. And what they were missing all along is they just didn't have the power source to bring it back online, which was, I think, what we were kind of hinting at when maybe Tyler was baiting her to, to wake up the vision. Yeah. But she didn't. So he ends up saying that all they were lacking was the right power supply from the source. And that's then we see this white bodied version of vision who opens his eyes and starts looking at his hands like he's about to fuck shit up. And now, yeah. and that's pretty much the end of the episode. Yeah. And then it cuts. Right. Uh, Hayward did have a sentence that kind of to go back to my previous theory. He, he was saying uh, it's about time. We took this thing apart and put it back together a million times, tried every type of power supplied into the sun when all we needed was a little energy directly from the source. That's when it showed the drone glowing red with Wanda's powers. So yeah. when they said they took him apart and put him back together a million times, when Wanda goes to retrieve his body, he's apart. Yeah. So that makes me think he wanted vision in the most distressed situation, the most shocking mm -hmm. reveal for Wanda just to trigger her. So he was like, all right, let's have him literally being torn apart. All the pieces there with like, some scientists using tools, just grinding his face down in front of her. Yeah. Just try to piss her off. And also when they show the pieces of him inside, when they pull apart his forearm, he's made of like hexagons. I don't know yeah, I saw yeah. that. It was like creeping. Out. Yeah, that, the whole thing. Now you guys are convincing me more and more that Tyler has been trying to get this reaction out of her. He's been working some kind of angle. And again, like you said, with your quote paul we've been trying to get this thing back online you know any of the avengers would agree with wanda that he's quote unquote a person and it's just the whole thing about it being a thing is uh, is obviously going to be a big plot point mm -hmm. if it already hasn't been enough of a plot yeah. point and this vision in the comics he was just vision correct he didn't have like another name this white vision oh yeah he's so it's pretty much the same story on not the same story but they bring him back online the same way mm. and in the story, there's something where they mess up his uh, his outside shell and they can't have the color, so he, he's white. doesn't really matter. But pretty much, they bring Vision back to life. He's pure white like he is in, in the post credit scene, and he's straight up Vision with no personality, no feelings, no nothing. He's just a killing machine, mm -hmm. which how can you not worry that that's what's going to happen if you're the sword? Mm-hmm. Like I mean, you, you live through Ultron. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, you, it, it, <laughs> like, what part of Vision, if you can't even bring him back to life yourself, what part of him do you think you can just be like, you, go do this for me? Mm -hmm. he, yeah. Or he's just going to be like, I'm going to be Ultron again. And I'm going to destroy the world. Definitely. Like, that's, what, that's what makes me think that Hayward is more than just a human. I mean, I, I can buy that he was a human. He had the horrible backstory of dealing with the five years after the blip and seeing atrocious things. And that just made him cold and made him want to create a powerful weapon to save the world. But at the same time, it's dumb. It's exactly what you were saying. How do like, what makes you think you're going to be able to control this thing? So I think I'm hoping that we're going to get a reveal in the next episode that, Hey word, there's more behind the curtain. Yeah. I think I'll be after this quick conversation we just had, I think nothing will piss me off more than if Hayward wakes up this vision and he starts going rogue from sword and Hayward's like, Oh my God, like fucking help me now. Like if that happens, yeah. this is just, Hey man, if they do that, he better rip freaking Hayward in two yeah. right there. Yeah. But oh, I wouldn't be surprised again, if we find Dormammu, Mephisto, someone not necessarily being him, but controlling him or something. 
Hopefully not Agatha. Someone Agatha could control. We already know she yeah, has that kind of power. I don't, I don't like that. Yeah, that but, defeats her whole purpose of just showing up for power's sake. And I like that angle. Yeah. So I think we have confirmation that we're going to get Vision versus Vision, Pietro versus Monica, and Scarlet Witch versus Agatha. Not good enough in 37 minutes. Yeah, honestly, it's, I, sh- I swear to God, if it's a 37 minute episode, do you have higher vibe or should we just start talking? I got a few. What do you want to do first? What do you guys want to do? Uh, do you want to do high vibe and then we'll have like lingering questions yeah. for next yeah, episode? Whatever this doesn't spawn conversation on. All right. So I don't have a lot here. So <laughs> Agatha isn't the enemy. She just wants to help Wanda and she wants to train her. She was attracted by the big magic and she did all this basically tampering with Wanda's mind just to learn exactly what happened. And like the 1693 flashback, she asked for guidance. Maybe that's what she wants to give to Wanda. See, I'm going to say yellow because if that is true, it's only true as of the last five minutes of the episode, because I genuinely think that Agatha didn't know the backstory or else that served no purpose for her going through all those memories. So I think like if she does now want to be a mentor of this raw potential supreme Scarlet Witch girl who does has no teachings, I'm all in for that. I think that's pretty dope. It would be a good way to keep her in the MCU, Agatha, that is. But I also don't think that was her motivation in the beginning because that that would just defeat the whole purpose of talking about her backstory coming here for the power of just pure magic. Yeah, I think at this point, I'm going red. It could change my mind in episode nine. Mm -hmm. Like what Luke said, I think her pure motivation was, hey, there's a lot of power coming out of this. How the hell is this happening? How can I do it myself? Mm -hmm. And she's disappointed when she finds out that it's a Scarlet Witch who doesn't even know she can she, like literally the, the quote you said, you can create whatever the hell you want and you're using it to make breakfast for dinner. Mm-hmm. She, she's literally like taking offense to that. Mm. I also think that there's a there's a slight chance for this theory to go green if Agatha jumps in on everybody versus vision, because that would be kind of cool. But. I don't know. It just seems one-sided at that point. To so. me, I feel like in episode nine, if something happens, like you can, you know, I mean, I, I, and I guess we'll get into it, but like how positive are you guys that she's going to tell Wanda that the kids are fake and she's going to hit the fan. So she's already starting to say that she's already starting to prove to her. Like, listen, I let you play house. Now you need to be the big boy. Well, big girl, whatever you're a freaking Scarlet witch. So if something happens where maybe she accepts what Agatha is trying to say, that would kind of make me think that they're not on the good side, though. But we do have rumors that she could be at least a little badish for Doctor Strange. Agatha and Elizabeth Olsen, Elizabeth Olsen, a little bit under Agatha's influence would be a cool villain for Doctor Strange. But that's the only way I'd see it go green. I don't know if I see Agatha going full good this quick Mm -hmm. yeah so there's a few lines that make me think she's inherently evil the one and i killed sparky too at the end of agatha all along and the fact that she was straight up just choking billy and tommy at the end of the episode agreed i it's i feel like it's one of those things though where i can't give you like a full example but i've like you've seen it before in other tvs or movies where it's like she's like choking them but she's gonna be like listen they're not not real Yeah, yeah yeah they're just gone Wanda, they're not real. You yeah. did this. Get your shit together. You know, she said this is chaos magic. Yeah. She said your vision, your kids, everything so, is chaos magic. I just the only thing that's making me think that 100 percent these kids are not real is the 
the show that's going to be about Wiccan and and uh, Speed, right? Younger, what's it called? The Young, Young Avengers. The yeah. Young Avengers. Yeah. Like it just feels like what's the point of giving legit organic backstories to two of the main characters if you're just going to say, all right, they're fake. Let's reintroduce them in a different way. So they now- go full comics, man. That's exactly how the comics go. They're fake. They tell her they're fake. Mm-hmm. Mephisto takes the shards of their souls away. She freaks out. House of M. Bam. And then freaking years later or whatever, they show up in Young Avengers as two incarnated versions. Like, that's what we're trying to say before. The first Billy and Tommy that are quote unquote hers from 1989 or whatever uh, Zach said, Zach, the comic guy, (laughs) those could be these two. You know, that's pretty much what they said. They're they're created just Mm -hmm. like Vision's created. They will be the plot device to have her go even crazier again, crazier with grief. Maybe you have House of M situation happen, and then when it's time to bring them back, you put the two soul shards into random kids mm-hmm. and recast them as older and their young Avengers. That's perfect setup for me. I just didn't think they were going to go that way, and that's why I still think Mephisto's on the table. Fuck, I hope. Mm-hmm. All right. And yeah, there's there's a few lines with Agatha that we were really putting some weight on when Sparky died, and Agatha was like, oh, wait, you can really bring people back from the dead. Now I think that's just a genuine, wow, you can really do that. Not that she has some type of person that she wants to bring back. Well, did we bring this up on the pot or was I, it might've been off pot, but we were saying she, she probably killed Sparky just to see if Wanda would bring him back to see if Wanda could actually have that power. That's no, what no, I, we talked about. Yeah. That. Okay. That's what I, that's the way I take it now. Mm. Like, I don't even take it as much. So obviously you're a piece of shit. If you're going to kill the dog, but at the same time, chaos magic, dude, not real love. <laughs> you don't know, man. He could have been, <laughs> could have been Kitty's dog or whatever. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one. So I'm just going to call him double vision. Cause I don't know what the, okay. white, white vision. So double vision, double will, vision will fight cataract. Dude. Why? Yeah. Cataract will fight Wanda's vision. Yes. Yeah. Great. I, I mean, Great. yeah, we, you guys said that earlier. I also do want to comment the fact that there was way too much fucking time passed in this episode Without for vision. vision not having shown up. Like, yeah. he also can be there instantly if he wants. Also, Pietro and Monica haven't thrown down yet. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think people were saying, and I would have to rewatch, but did you guys see that when she looks down, her eyes go purple? Did you think she was getting mind controlled, Monica, when at, she at the when oh, Monica. Said, yeah. Oh, no, no. Because no. we mentioned she, it, but Paul said, I think you, you thought it was her just about to activate her powers, the spectrum powers. Or, or it's photon. just that when you look down into the, the dungeon, of the, it was the reflection. It could have been anything. But if she's mind controlled, fine. But otherwise, they're throwing down right now. Yeah. And I don't know. The I, only the only reason I could say that to basically explain that is we were talking about Agatha's basement being kind of not affected by the hex maybe a time doesn't affect it the same while you're down there some shit like that. yeah magic yeah, yeah so the whole time but, that we were watching the flashbacks it was different and then they're only outside for that second yeah yeah basically wanda walks down into the basement and then the next second she's running out for to get her kids yeah but then if that's true if time doesn't really pass that means the second that they're out there doing the kids is the second pietro grabs monica Man, yeah and again here let's think about this so she's going through these doors and she's in Sokovia. She's in this. She's in that. Well, the last door was in her house, ends up in her house. How do we know she's not still in the door? Because why would she? Huh. Because oh, she's crazy, bitch, because she's in the door in her house. It shows her creating vision. And then she hears her kid. She runs out her door. Mm-hmm. 
So it could just be another. Part, you know. I don't think the writing would be creative enough to do that. <laughs> that would be sweet. Yeah. Agatha pulls like a we're still in a dream type of type of deal. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one. Double Vision will not make it out of the show. Do you think he's going to be an integral part of MCU moving forward? Double Vision's White Vision. Yes. I think he's done. Red. I think both visions are done. I, well, think... I said Double Vision will not make it out of the yeah. show. So green. Oh, oh, yeah. Green, green. Okay. Yeah, yeah, true. The opposite. <laughs> I just think that there's no chance that I think there's zero chance Double Vision makes it out of the season. There's a small chance that they keep Paul Bettany in by somehow using the, you know, placing his soul or essence that was created by Wanda's chaos magic inside the vision body so he can leave the hex. I mean, oh, that yeah. seems like a typical writing thing that they could do if they want to keep him. I feel like that ruins the story for her because, again, if we're not going to go with this popcorn action House of M story and we're going to get this actual like drama, dark story about this tragedy that she's dealing with, the end is supposed to be that she deals with his death. Mm -hmm. So if he just, oh, hey, wow, yay, he's back. I don't know. I could see them using the kid's actual death, though, as a way to hold grief. But you're right. I think it's less likely that an actor like him, I, these are the type of big ass actors that I feel that you we would be a little bit more aware if they're really long term plan for them to keep being in the MCU. Yeah. And I think there's a big chance that this is his exit. And that's the thing. Like you can can have him and WandaVision as dead and then we'll bring him back in two years or three years or f 10 years. Yeah. Um. All right. So we talked about this a little bit before, but after seeing the events of this episode and getting a little bit more information i just want to bring up the the question do you think hayward is an imposter so higher vibe do you vibe with that hayward is an imposter to want it to bring vision back online to use his powers for meaning when he's an imposter he means it's somebody other than tyler hayward posing as tyler hayward just to be able to pull out this plan do you count him being under someone's control as imposter uh yeah yeah okay. we'll do that too so basically i'm saying do you think that hayward everything he said is true he wants this weapon because he saw the horrors of the blip or do you think it's somebody else posing as hayward just outside to, influence yeah just for the clearance i i guess yellow because <laughs> <laughs> i i think that an outside influence could make sense i really do think that we have something going with the fact that we thought he was egging on wanted to see if she would be able to bring him back to life or bring him back online. However you want to say it. It seemed like he was planting the seed about that. Like Luke said, and I think like we all said either he's incompetent as shit or someone is influencing him who thinks they can control that vision. For all we know, it could be, again, like a Dormammu. It could be a Mephisto saying, bring Vision back to life, and I'll take care of the rest. I have no answer, so I'm going yellow, to be honest. Right, I'm going to go with red. Um, I'm starting to just lower my expectations a little bit, and I, I don't mean that in a super negative way. I just mean from what we've seen, the biggest twist of the season was Agatha Harkness, which we saw in episode one. I don't know if there's going to be a huge twist like that, which is what I'm dreaming for. I mean, Mephisto, there's nothing better. Honestly, I think the biggest twist of the season was that Wanda didn't actually steal Vision. Yeah, <laughs> it straight up could have been. So I, I just think, I said at the beginning of this question, I just think it was he's just like an incompetent asshole. And he doctored the video of 
wanted breaking in just to get everybody else on board mm-hmm. with this mission to go in and retrieve this vision defeat her it's it's weird to me that the launch is just hey let vision walk right in yeah and, and and hope he does what we say exactly that's the i hate that so much <laughs> yeah because if it's just the typical you know he's gonna rebel against his creator who sent him then what just fucking avengers 2 again like yeah i don't like that at all also i don't really understand if his goal from the beginning was to get vision back online why did he arm the drone with the missile and try to kill wanda just because he wanted vision back and he thought he'd never get back with vision alive well no so i think that he at that sorry, time, Wanda at that time, I don't think he knew he could get Vision back online at all. The point was that it took them bringing the Droden back with the power for them to try to use it on Vision to realize it'll turn him back online. So, so at he, the time, he thought that that was his best shot. Well, just to kill Wanda, and yeah. get Vision back. Just to kill Wanda, and I don't freaking know. I yeah. mean, because we know that. I the, mean, at the time when they shot the drone, right? Like he did, that version of Vision didn't walk out of the hex yet, right? Or yeah. It, no, he didn't. So they didn't know he wasn't going to. Yeah, so that makes sense because they didn't know he was going to disappear the second he walked out of the hex. So, yeah, I mean, they're either thinking, hey, we have a second vision to work with or, hey, let's just get rid of this thing and meaning Wanda and just try keep working on vision later. Yeah. OK. Plus, if they're supposed to be an actual like moral entity in this version of Earth, they should want to turn that hex off to save the people in there. Yeah. So you can kind of write it off as they're kind of trying to be yeah i mean that's that's what he said wanda was a terrorist going in to save the people when he was you know addressing debriefing everybody underneath Mm -hmm. him but still sketchy as hell and i need to know what happens so they better give a satisfying answer so that was really good your section covered pretty much all the theory talk i wanted to get into i think the last thing that i have written down that we need to discuss we can talk about right now is the retconning of her powers and what that means for not only just for Wanda and what it what it did for Age of Ultron, but also how that's going to affect like the X gene and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about this. I have a lot I want to say because so bringing Agatha and the Coven in is very interesting because we know people like Doctor Strange and the Ancient One and all of those who um sort the Sorcerer Supreme and the Sorcerers. We know they exist and we know they have magic, but we know they also have limitations or there's reasons they have to how do you want to say it's kind of like there's rules that you yeah there's rules and restrictions yeah so i want to bring up the fact that now wanda being retconned as whether you want to say a witch or a mutant she's the first superhero in mcu right now and if you guys can think hard because if you can prove me wrong i like to hear it that has a power that they were born with Hmm. every single hero became a hero and I'm talking well, about I humans. That, I thought that was the definition of mutant versus superhero. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But I'm just saying it's your gene as the X gene that makes you a mutant. Every single superhero on Earth, because you can oh. say Thor. Yeah, I mean human. I, I mean, right I mean away. human. Okay. No, no, human. Yeah. Yeah. Human. yeah. Okay. Any human that's a superhero has either no powers, like a Hawkeye kind of thing, or gained their powers from an outside influence. I literally just thought of like 10 people and they're all X-Men. So it doesn't matter. (laughs) Like literally just think about it. So the fact that they did this, I honestly don't think that they're going to make it a thing this season. I think they're going with, she's a witch in the comics. At this point, Zach, the comic guy told us that she is not a mutant. They retconned her back to being just a witch. But when she's a mutant, she's both. She's a witch and she's a mutant. I think that she's both. I think this is the first instance of a mutant being brought into the MCU. 
because they're saying that she was born this way. I mean, why change it? Like, why change it from we gave you the powers from the scepter to you're born this way if it's not the X gene? Also, the other person who survived the scepter was Quicksilver. Quicksilver's not a witch. Okay, Quicksilver has powers. That was my question. So they're saying, you know, they're saying that the scepter didn't give her the powers. They're saying it awakened her powers or or made them stronger. Okay, so. Quicksilver is not a witch. Quicksilver is a mutant. He has his powers as a mutant. You know, his speed isn't from being a witch. So that to me makes me think that they were the first two, quote unquote, not first two, but MCU mutants being born. Now, you know, we could talk about all day if it's a real parents, if it's Magneto, this and that. That's not I really don't think that's going to be a thing in this either. But I think it's very important. I don't think it's important for WandaVision. I really don't think they're going to even utter mutant. But I think that at some point when mutants are back in the picture, they're going to say she was born as a mutant. I don't know. I, I, I'm i so back and forth if I think I want her to be a mutant or not to be like a pure mutant versus I don't see just how, magical abilities and stuff. I don't know. I don't see. I mean, they could go 100 percent either way. I don't see how I feel like you're you're dropping the ball if she's not a mutant. I just don't understand why she wouldn't be, especially if why. Why say she was born or she was a young witch? If why retcon that? Yeah, you're right. I'm convinced she has to be a mutant. If once the mutants are confirmed, she's going to be one of them. Because if this whole thing with Agatha is just let me see how this power came, let me see your trauma, you can give us that exact flashback and let her be traumatized by her parents dying. And then Agatha, Agatha say, All right, well, you didn't do any magic. So let's go to the next one. Yeah. So why say she, you know, I. You know, it'd be cool though if you high and vibing me, bro. <laughs> I'm I'm yellowing you. I'm I'm right in between. How's it feel? Does you it feel blue? <laughs> I just it's so weird that she's just a witch out of nowhere. Like her, if her mom wasn't a witch or anything, and she was just randomly born with this, like maybe she had some deep ancestor that was. Yeah. But it's just, it's just weird that she was given these powers way before anything happened. I just think that it's very, very important that they're bringing up that she's born with it and no other superhero yet has been proven to be born with it. Mm -hmm. And that's the definition of you're born with it with the X gene as a mutant. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. (laughs) Is that actually the line? Yeah, maybe she's born with it, maybe. Is it? Yeah. I I don't think you're right, dude. Easy breezy, beautiful cover. I'm not score. done yet. Are you trying to go on the outro or what? No, no, no. Okay, no. good. I just had a don't, few more. Don't, don't mess with my vibe here. Dude. <laughs> I just had a few more lingering thoughts, yeah. um, but they're like super quick. Basically, we talked a lot about it already. Fiatro and Monica. I'm assuming Monica is tied up, basically kidnapped by Fiatro or incapacitated somehow. Yeah, I just Fiatro should be able to kick the shit out of Monica, who got her powers five minutes ago. Yeah. Any day of the week. So I think I'm fine with that, even if happening, like if it if the memories weren't time delayed, mm-hmm. like and he just swiped her and hit her somewhere. So are we guessing now that. I mean, there's so many questions, like, are we <laughs> guessing that Agatha can give people powers? <laughs> well, yeah, well, Jesus Christ. I, I mean, guess. like, that's what we're saying. Like, if you're saying he's a random dude, it's like, hey, we'll make you look enough like Quicksilver. And hey, I'll make you freaking fast. I feel like that's kind of a cheat code. Yeah, she said crystalline possession whatever the hell that means. Yeah. So it was some type of possession and I'm assuming some random dude. Yeah. So, and she said it was my eyes and ears. So I assume it was an actual person. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, Fiatro is so little in retrospect compared to what he thought we thought he was going to be. It almost wasn't even the only reason you end a cliffhanger episode like that is, you know, like a straight call to us. But now it's like, OK, well, fuck yeah. you guys. Like, what the hell was the point of that? Just kidding. He's not important. Just a shock value in the middle of a season that's just not going to be important ever again. It was just I mean, to make the show get better ratings. We called it out. Like we said that it was an option and we hoped it wasn't the option. Yeah. So at least we called it out. But that's why I said right when this episode started that I think we all thought it was going one way mm-hmm. and it's going another. And that doesn't mean it's bad. It's just it's not our expectations. All right. Um, I only have a couple more things, too. So. The last thing I want to talk about for the most part, the last big thing is this House of M storyline. I I really think that this is going to end with what we said where she blows up, just like we saw at the house. I really think that the twin thing is going to happen That from the comics. I think that she's going to find out that they're not real. It's going to destroy her grief-wise. I think her purpose in the MCU going forward with Doctor Strange will be how can I bring them back maybe. But I think that there's just going to be a situation where maybe she gets into some kind of moral fight with Agatha, that same moral compass thing about whether Vision's real or not. And Agatha tries to tell her the kids aren't real mm-hmm. and they're freaks or there's something like, you know, you know, because we've been talking about how pretty much she's kind of envious of, of the chaos magic that Wanda has. Who's to say that they're not real right now. You know, I mean, we know that vision can't be outside the hex, but in Wanda's mind, they're real. So when Agatha and her have this argument and Agatha lets her know that they're not real. And if they disappear because they're not real, or if she gets upset, I think the house of M thing's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to activate an X gene, but I can't see how for at least a second she explodes house of m style after they showed us this scene from this episode definitely i mean like exactly what you're saying when she gets told or finally comes to terms with the fact that her vision and her kids are fake she could just do the whole endless empty nothingness again and explode yeah and off podcast i was talking with zach the comic guy and and he was saying too and i agree i i do think that there's an orchestrator still we thought this whole time we all thought that there was this was just a, a mini series for WandaVision. No season two, but now there's rumors that there's going to be season two. We know that this this has to go further because again, 37 minutes and we have three fights. We have to figure out what's going to happen with the twins. We have to figure out what's going to happen with both visions. We have to figure out if there is a bigger bad. All the mutant stuff, way too much. Okay, so let me just say that I am going to take the pessimistic approach, and I'm pretty much out on anything super extraordinary happening. I don't think we're getting anything X-Gene mutant-related. I don't think we're getting Mephisto or Dormammu, nothing like that. I don't think Vision is going to be able to exist outside of the Hex. I think it's going to be a very pretty cookie-cutter ending, in my opinion. I think we're going to get the one-on-one for Vision versus Vision, like we said. Maria can fight Fiatro. Monica. Or Monica can yeah fight Fiatro and then Wanda versus uh, Agatha. That's all seems like something they're going for based on these first eight episodes. And I could totally just see the ending. Just they win, they kill this fake Vision. Wanda says goodbye to Vision permanently. Nick Fury could be the fucking cameo for all we know. He shows up, takes over Sword. Now we're back to BAU there. But 
like that could be the big cameo and that could just be the least like impactful way that this echoes through the Marvel universe because like what the fuck's going to happen? She's going to crack the multiverse when she finds out the kids are fake. Like that could be a thing maybe. And then Dr. Strange is the cameo. I I don't know. I just really don't think that we're going to get anything that we really have been long-term theorizing like this whole time. Yeah, We all know Dr. Strange is going to have a play in her eventually, whether it's episode nine or just in his movie, Mm -hmm. someone exists now that is the Scarlet Witch whatever that myth is that Agatha is talking about, Dr. Strange is going to be very interested in her. I kind of agree with you too. Like, I don't know. I, I, I definitely think that the moral of this story is going to be the grief thing, but I do think that she's going to, it's going to be some kind of house of M thing. I think something's going to be left open-ended. I mean, we all want Agatha to stick around because she's so good. Mm -hmm. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if there's an after credit scene or something at the end where you see her talking to somebody and we don't know who it is. That's and, fine. That's a good way to do it. Honestly. You know, and she's just like, oh, I tried to do this. I tried to do that. It didn't work. Whatever. Mephisto, you just see his red hand in the mirror. Right? And like, yeah, <laughs> the freaking red hand in the mirror, man. And last thing, I, I when I say the House of M thing, if whether she creates mutants, whether she tries to do something to create mutants. If she does, it's not going to be, hey, she created mutants. It's going to be explosion. Maybe it goes away. Maybe they figure out how to finish it off in this episode. And then a year, two years, three years down the line, we're going to say, oh, remember that? Mm -hmm. That's how mutant gene started or something. All right. Anything else? I'm good. I'm just crossing my fingers for this finale episode to not let me down. All right. Give us a... Give us one crazy theory and prediction that might happen. Completely out of the box, something that is like 1% chance of happening. The entire, every single person that we've ever seen besides Jimmy Woo, Darcy, and Maria that is involved with S.W.O.R.D. are scrolls, and this is a prequel to Secret Invasion down the line. Holy shit. That would be sweet. That would be sweet. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny because we know that Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to come first. Then it was supposed to be WandaVision. Then it was supposed to be Spider-Man 3. Then it, then I think it would be... I thought Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2 is still after, right? I thought Spider-Man 2 is... This is Spider-Man 3, technically. Oh, uh, oh, well, I mean, like, releases. Gotcha, gotcha. So, I wanted something to happen where she explodes and we have a House of M situation that's going to linger into a next movie, but you can't because Falcon and Winter Soldier pretty much either is going to have to e- exist in those couple days before Wanda makes the hex or it's after and we're screwed and with that a theory. global event that happens. So yeah. I'll hit you with mine real quick. Yeah. Uh, mine was actually at the same alley as Luke. The scrolls are actually going to come back. So they were the scientists that met with Monica. The scrolls are going to come back in the last episode and the surprise guest is actually going to be Carol Danvers. Captain Marvel is going to come back because scrolls are involved. And Maria Rambo is actually still going to be alive. Okay. And was actually out there with Captain Marvel the whole time. That's cool. I like that. I loved Secret Invasion, the comic series, and I just think there's so much potential. And I could just think of so many scenarios because like it's endless with scrolls. Mm-hmm. So I'll try to stay stay away from the scroll thing. I really don't I can't say anything about Magneto. I really think none of the mutant stuff is coming. I would have said in the first episode that I was like 75% or more that there was going to be a multiverse situation in this where 
I don't know about necessarily like bringing them full time in, but I was like we're confirmed, baby. When when Evan Peters showed up, mm-hmm. so I'm. I mean, to me, that's totally off the table now. Um, all right, I'm gonna go with something that is not so crazy, but I'm gonna say that with Wanda and Agatha having their argument with the twins, I think that the fact that she's gonna keep poking the bear, telling Wanda that they're not real and they're they're parts of chaos magic and they're freaks or they're do it dare i say mutants like they're things that aren't real they're 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 just pieces of magic and she is going to fight back just like she always fights back when it's vision versus sentient weapon she's going to say they're real they're real they're real she's going to go crazy with grief explode boom and you know see something and she's going to create mutants all right that's it that'd be sweet damn man one more to go yeah all right well, that's going to do it for us. Next time you're listening to us, we're going to have the finale, and I guarantee it's going to be a long, long episode. If you like what you heard, our podcast also covers Season 5 of Magicians, Amazon's The Boys, The Haunting of Hill House, and Blind Manor, Star's Hit Series, Spartacus. We cover a lot of good stuff. If you're on the World Wide Web, give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter, and hit subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, we are Benchtown TV, and thank you so much for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.